0: Hi, this is Mark Wiltshire. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Explore Finland radio show. And this sound... That is the sound of a frisbee uh, hitting a basket. And that is a sound that is like music to the ears of my guest today, Pekka Hautala, who talks to me about his hobby of frisbee golf, which is also known as disc golf, uh, where the idea is to get your frisbee around the frisbee golf course, in as few shots as possible, landing it into the basket at the end of each hole. In this episode, which is quite long, so I'll keep this introduction down to the minimum. In this episode, uh, I first talked to Pekka. He talked to me about the game itself, the rules, uh, a few tips on playing the game. Um, then I go to meet with him while he's competing in the City Frisbee Golf Tour competition that took place In Yoki in the summer of 2015. Final section, brief interview with Juha Juntunen, who was one of the organisers of the City Frisbee Golf Tour, and he took a few minutes out of his uh, busy schedule on the uh, day of the competition to speak to me and explain how the competition came about. That's enough from me for now. Let's head over to my conversation with Pekka. I'm here with Pekka Hautala. Pekka, thank you for joining me. No worries. And we're here today to talk about a game that I first played, oh, maybe 12 or 14 years ago um, with a friend of mine who was from Sweden. And he took me there and yeah, he introduced me to this game that I learned was Frisbee Golf. And it also goes by the name of... Disc golf. Disc golf. Yeah, that's right. So, you find you by searching online for frisbee golf or for disc golf, you'll, you'll yeah. come up with the with the same with the same thing. I was introduced to you as someone who's really keen on playing frisbee golf, um, and I've since learned that there's a few places around here to play. But maybe you can tell us a little bit about the about the game itself. Maybe uh, the origins of the game. Well, I was just
1: yesterday browsing through the internet of the history of disc golf and it's it's quite a f- complex because nobody really knows where it originated okay originally but there are uh, markings that in 1926 in um, Vancouver a bunch of kids just started playing with this tin lids okay and and did their own basket and everything. And, and, and they named it tin-lit golf. Okay. They played it with the rules of golf, but into their baskets. And But then they grew up and kind of forgot all about it. And then the next recorded sightings of disc golf or crispy golf is from 1950s. The end of 1950s, the beginning of 1960s, when they started making these plastic... Once and then people kind of just like uh, created new ways to do with the frisbee instead of just throwing it to each other, they started or throwing it for to, a dog to catch a dog, dog. Yeah. yeah. So they started thinking of new things. And then I think in, in 1972, there was this one guy, I don't remember his name now, but he uh. <clears throat> He worked at the National, I think it was National Frisbee Association then. In sti- are we still in Canada? Uh, no, we're in the, in the States yeah, now. Okay. I, I think this was somewhere in the northern United States. And uh, he started figuring out that people liked disc golf and it started growing up and it started be- becoming a bigger bigger thing in in the States and then I think a few years from that he started this uh, professional disc golf association which is like the highest association in disc golf and uh, I think it came to Finland in the beginning of 80s or something because I've talked with, I don't know, I, I haven't read anything about it, I'm, I'm not sure about this but I think that uh, because I've talked with so many like veteran yeah. throwers, and they've been talking like, well, yeah, we had in Kaivopuista in Helsinki, like in 82, we made these, these uh, baskets on our own and started just throwing, and, and they, they've seen some magazines or something, pictures from the United States about disc golf and wanted to try it on their own. And then, then they, of course, started, I think, in the beginning of the 90s, uh, um, Suomen Frisbee Litto, okay, yeah. Finnish Frisbee Association and and I think the biggest boost for this sport was in the late 90s, beginning of 2000 when it kind of boosted up in Finland in Sweden it was already I think in, in the mid 90s it was a huge thing but then it kind of began bubbling under here in Finland and then it just blew I think last year there were like 40,000 new registered players
0: 40,000 yeah okay in a country of 5 million or so that's that's quite a quite a lot of people for a a game I see growing up in the UK and and even since I played it in Sweden I never saw it anywhere and there's people listening to this probably thinking yeah of course you idiot we have Frisbee Golf in the UK but I hadn't seen it before I moved here and I I haven't had anyone sort of mention it to me since I've been living here. But I have learned that there's two or three, uh, do you call them courses or... Um, courses, tracks, yeah. whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. We're, we're here in Senyoki and there's there's one right near the centre of Senyoki in the uh, Ternaba area. Yeah, uh, I know there's another one in Perese nyoki Yeah, well. Yeah, they're more, both nine
1: lane. Yeah. tracks, horses, but then there's uh, one in Honkakylä, when you start going from here towards Tambre. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's, I think, about 10 kilometers from, from the center of Seinjoki. Oh, okay. And it's uh, 18 lanes, and then there's one in um, in Kauhajoki, which is like 50-60 kilometers from here. There's one in Alavus. I think there's one in Lapua, too. I think in last
0: year there were 400 new tracks. Really? In the country? In, in Finland, yeah. And that's the, that's the beauty of the game, isn't it? And In a moment I'll get you to, to sort of explain a little bit about the equipment. Um, but the beauty of the game is that as long as you've got a parkland area, it doesn't have to be huge. And to set up a nine a nine track, a nine lane course, it's not that expensive. So and it it is a game that's that's kind of put into into sort of parkland, and it's free for people to to use. So it's kind of it's a it's a a sort of a family thing. It's not elitist like maybe golf, regular golf is perceived. It's just rock up with a few discs, few frisbees. And away you go. Maybe you can explain the the equipment and how it's how it's set out. I've got an idea in my mind, but there might be people listening that that can't picture quite how this works. Well, how how do you get how do you get a frisbee into a hole if you're playing golf? Let's <laughs> let's go there. Deal with that. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, a uh, good advice that I got
1: from this uh, veteran player who introduced me to this golf in. I think it was 2007, during the summer. Uh, he said that forget everything that you know about throwing a frisbee. Because in the end, it doesn't have anything to do with like the traditional
0: throwing a fi- frisbee to a dog or throwing a frisbee with your friends on the beach. Right, this is important. This is really important for me. And I'm going to keep... This, this isn't going to get published until way after the summer. And this is important to me. This might make a big difference to me. Playing the game during this summer, so bring it on. Because, first of
1: all, the grip from the disc is different. You hold a disc off disc, like with, I don't think, I I think it's power grip, the name of the grip. Uh, You tuck your fingers towards the rim of the disc instead of holding them like,
0: like straight underneath. Maybe we can take some pictures uh, later or, um, or after the recording, anyway, and uh, and put them on the with the show notes, yeah, so we can show yeah. people some of, these, some of these some of these different things. Idea. But anyway, for my benefit, this is good. Yeah, and then uh, <clears throat> well, of course, there's
1: different types of discs and how they react to your, uh, power. And
0: actually, the, I've got three discs in front of me here, which which we bought a few years ago, um, and. They're all different. Maybe you can explain to everybody how they're different. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, the driver
1: that I think the most used disc in in disc golf. Uh, it's slim. It's um, it doesn't have much of this um, alteration. Yeah. It's quite. It's quite flat. Isn't it? It's got. It's yeah. quite flat. Yeah. And also, if Compared, for example, to the putter, you can see the rim here. It's it
0: has it has this um, well, how do you say? It? It's got quite a wide, quite a wide lip yeah. to the to yeah. the rim compared to the what you called the putter. Putter. The yeah. the driver is very flat with a a wide a wide rim, and then the putter is deeper. With a very narrow, yeah, rim. and usually also a different
1: kind of uh, plastic, because the putter has to be like flexible and it, it has to stay in the in the chains of the disc golf basket. Instead of the uh, driver, it has to create this um, lifting kind of a cloud. Yeah, that when you throw it, like m- with maximum speed. It pushes the disc uh, upwards, and and it kind of it flo- floats. It, it, it floats, kind of through, floats yeah. yeah. And then and there are these um, numbers on the disc. The first one is uh, speed. Okay, this yeah. is a nine-speed disc, so it's um, it's pretty common in drivers. I use. From 10 to 12 speed drivers. Then there's uh, four, which means the second number, which means uh, w- which kind of a uh, velocity it gets when the boost of the disc ends. Okay. So some some discs, like for example this putter, if you throw it with maximum speed, it just keeps this. Yeah. Okay. If you throw it straight, but. Um, with drivers, it always—if you're right-handed and you throw from inside—it always floats left during the end. Okay. And then there's of of course variations to the um, position of your hand when yeah. you're throwing this kind
0: of stuff. But I, I, mean, I imagine that my hand there's a variation every single time that I throw, it, which is why <laughs> I don't have the accuracy yeah, that I might that I might need.
1: And then the third number in 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 the disc is it's usually from plus three to minus three, which means the uh, stability of the disc when it flies. This is a minus two disc, which means that if you throw it straight, it takes a bit to the right first. Okay. And then takes the ending to the left. And then the last one is um, how how much till the end, it keeps its speed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if the bigger the number, this one is, it fa- the more faster it um, kind of ends
0: the flotation. That's very technical. for it what is. is a variation on a on a garden on a garden game? And you're right. I bought I bought my set in here. This was kind mm. of a, a standard, I guess, a beginner. Pack that from the from yeah. the, the, the shop. That yeah, that's, that's a good pack of
1: discs because um, well, when I started eight years ago, I only bought one driver and a putter. Okay. And 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 this I was talking about these veteran guys. I saw in Tampere. I used to live in Tampere. I saw this one guy, the same guy who started in the eighties in Helsinki. He said that everyone should like learn the sport. With the putter first, and then start using variations of the. So other you discs. learn to control the disc. Yeah, and, and then and move. the technique and everything.
0: It's easiest to learn with the putter. It's like starting playing playing normal golf with a nine or an eight iron. Yeah, because it's easier and you can you can get the ball through the air and then you yeah. move to the more and more difficult clubs. and yeah. makes sense.
1: And uh, those statistic numbers on the discs, I don't that much look at them except for the speed because I always want to learn the new disc how it goes and how it flies and how it reacts to wind and that sort of stuff So you get a feel for the disc once yeah. you've used it Yeah, because I'm, I'm not that technical thrower that I, I can like adjust my throwing technique to the disc just by the numbers
0: I have to learn it by throwing You said, you said just before about the basket.
1: Mm.
0: Explain a little bit about the about the basket. How how that what it looks like, and I think it's about
1: one meter fifty or one meter sixty tall. Then it has a leg, a post that it stands on, and then there's this um, rim, kind of like a basket, yeah. which surrounds it. And then there's uh, another ring. On top, which has these chains in different positions, so that when when you throw throw a disc to it, it kind of sticks
0: to the chains. And um, well, there yeah, it hits it hits the chains and drops into the basket. That's yeah, the that's yeah. the theory. There's I've learned. There's nothing more frustrating than hitting the chains and then it just falls outside the basket. Yeah. that sucks. That, that's one of the one of the things that I had and also one thing
1: that I hate is when you throw it on top of the basket. <laughs> when well, it sits on top of the rim. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count, and it's also one extra shot to your
0: Oh, you get punished.
1: Card. You yeah. get punished for it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's tough. And there are uh, different kinds of baskets. I, I like this uh, disc catcher. I think it's from Innova, which has this um, thick yellow rim on top. And it, it has the most, like, logical height, and I
0: think it's the best, best in, in this golf. Because in, in, when the municipal areas, like in the parkland or whatever, they're metal, they're made to survive through the Finnish winter and be, and be durable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also get these, um, like, well, you, you actually see people with them in their gardens around here sometimes. Uh, I don't know if they're permanent ones that they leave out or if they're some temporary that you bring out for the for the summer what 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 are the different types and what's the one that you just said that you prefer um,
1: the one that I prefer is the one that sticks they put it in the ground and put some concrete yeah. to the leg and that it stays there 24-7 365 but there are different types of like there's there's portable ones I have one portable it's a shitty thing <laughs> Nobody should ever Throw into one of those And then there's these um, Same kind That is the yellow one The inner one But with the portable Possibility that you can Take it with you And I think that That would be the best Best In my opinion Because I Well I live in A a flat building and, And We don't have that much Yard There so It's easy to just grab along and go
0: somewhere, probably practice your putting or something. Yeah, yeah. if you go to the summer cottage or something, you mm-hmm. can just set it up somewhere nearby and just, well, there's endless possibilities. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh,
1: people should be more open to the uh, variations of the game, not just go to the course, build their own courses and, and like
0: explore the possibilities of the game there are endless and challenge challenge yourself so you are not always going around the same track and you know you know where it is you you mentioned just now about landing your disc on top of the net and having having extra points Mm. onto your score how does this how does the scoring
1: system work well scoring system is uh, almost the same as in traditional golf with a couple of exceptions Um, well first of all there's like in regular golf, there's out-of-bounds. There are these certain lines that you have to stay on, on the, on the lane. And if you go out-of-bounds or into the water, it's one like penalty shot to your scorecard. There's par to every lane. It's usually par 3. And if you throw one over, it's plus 1 to your scorecard. If you throw one under, it's minus 1. And they have the same... Same names albatross, birdie, par, bogey, double bogey. You can use mulligans, which is the same in, in regular golf that if you kind of waste your opening shot and you want to take it again, you can use a mulligan. I, I think it's it has something to do with your um, tasotus. Hold on, what is that your rating, yeah, or you're handicapped your handicap maybe handicap, in, yeah. in golf, yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, it depends on your handicap, that how many mulligans you can use, and uh, and then there's these like differences with golf. Um, for example, if your disc is gets stuck on a tree or a branch or something like this, and I think the height is two meters. If it's above two meters, then it's out of bounds. But if it's under two meters, you can continue from there. And if it's
0: out of bounds, then you obviously you, you have a penalty shot added to your yeah. score and you carry on yeah. from there. <laughs> have you ever lost any discs up in the trees?
1: The, no, not up in the trees, but in lakes and in forests. I've lost like <laughs> maybe 20 discs. And it's a lot more expensive than losing a golf ball, that's for sure. It is, it is. Well, the discs, they're from 10 euros to, well, the most expensive ones are, I think, 40, 50 euros, if you that's want to order from the United States. Yeah, oh, that's pretty serious. Yeah, okay. yeah, sign- signature discs. There are these mm, drop zones that if the um, map of the lane there are these certain like um, differences, variations of how do you do a lane there's mandatories which means that for example there's a um, arrow in the tree that you have to go from left past this tree or okay. from okay. right then if you throw an out of bounds from the tee then there's in some lanes there's this uh, drop zone we can go and continue from yeah, there okay. and get the one extra shot, of course. Well, of course, there's these um, gentlemen rules which are not like anywhere in the official ruling system, but uh, for example, always wait when they, um, they call them pools, and there's from two to six players. In one pool. Right, okay. So it all could be planned at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if it's more than six, then it gets kind of difficult. when You have to wait so much and all sorts of things. But there are no ruling how many of people can there be in one pool. But they've said that six is probably the biggest number. You have to wait for the other pool to go on because there's always,
0: well, you feel them... It's really hard, it's tough, yeah, tough If once one of these drivers hits your head, it won't it won't kill you, but it will sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> I've seen uh, w- once a friend of mine through opening from the tee, and some lady just when the disc got off his hand came with the bike oh. and straight
0: to the forehead, and I
1: think six or seven stitches. Yeah,
0: that's what I was just thinking because when when this, the discs. Are bashing into things as they're landing, the, the edges of these are all quite yeah. rough. So yeah. if it's spinning through the air and hits you, it would it would probably make a make a nasty cut. Yeah. So it's it's kind of always
1: always these golf throwers are trying to eliminate the possibility that if you kind of miss your shot, that there's no one around. And if there is, there's they use the same same word as in regular golf for yeah. People know that there's <laughs> 175
0: grams of plastic coming your way. <laughs> that, that's if they realise they're even in the middle of a disc golf mm. course. That's mm. that being in a sort of municipal parkland. Sometimes it's not so mm. not so clear if you don't know where you where you are. Mm. Um, the second second thing about these general rules is uh, everybody
1: always uh, writes their name and number behind the disc, so that if if it goes missing somewhere in the forest or in the lake or wherever you're thrown, if somebody finds it, he has the possibility of giving a call or giving a text. So li- like. literally write your name and number yeah. on the back of that. Okay, yeah. interesting. And uh, Disc Golf Club Provinci has, um, which is the Finnish uh, tenyaki chapter of Disc Golf Clubs, uh, they have this system in Facebook that uh, if you find someone's desk you can just put a message there or then give a text or something. But most of them, these clubs, have this own uh, return box right, okay. at the course. So if you find someone's disc, you can just put it there and the club take takes care that people find their own. That's very very gentlemanly. It is, it is. But uh, nowadays it's starting to get that, uh, like, <laughs> kids, kids are... Well, for example, here in Seinjöki in Törnava, kids are swimming just when it, when the ice leaves from the river, they start swim, swimming for discs there, <laughs> and then they, then they use nail polish cleaner to take the number off and just put it in their own case. That's like
0: treasure. It is. Although, if, it is. to be honest, if, if someone's bothered to go wading or swimming into the freezing cold water... I would I would say they deserve that disc whether it's gentlemanly or yeah, not yeah So do do you belong to the local club No no <laughs> I don't I don't but I should And do you, do you compete in competitions I haven't I don't know why I've never
1: kind of gotten into that whole competing thing I I, I think the the main reason is that I I don't think that I'm that good <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah I understand <laughs> that But I but I think that I should. And now of course the Saturdays see the Frisbee Golf Tour would be a nice
0: start. Yeah, and that, start that's competing. something that I, I that intri- intrigued me. I mean I, I wanted to do something about Frisbee Golf, uh, and i I was glad that we were introduced by by Larry, mm. who did the the episode three about the about ASICO. Mm. Um and he said, Oh, you should speak to my friend Pekka. He, he, he likes frisbee golf. So I waited until spring or mm-hmm. summer. And then I learned that there's this competition. So the two things that went together yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Um, explain what you know about this event that's taking place in Senioki. We're, we're talking now at the very beginning of uh, June in 2015. And on Saturday, the 6th of June, this event's going on. So by the time people get to listen to this, it will be in the past, yeah. Um, yeah. but still, as a, as a concept, it, it caught my attention. The main idea is to bring
1: disc golf away from the parks to the centre of the city. Just just say again the name of the event. Uh, city Frisbee Golf Tour. Yeah. And they bring it in, in the centre of the city, where, where, of course, all the people are. And they're building a nine-lane course for a day in the city centre which is by itself already a marvelous idea in, I, I in think I'm it's thinking. a
0: great I think it's a great idea. I think the it, it kind of it kind of makes you feel like um, you know when you play a video game and suddenly they're instead of playing uh, football in a, on a football pitch, you're playing in a car park in the center of town and it's kind of like super, like super Mario, super Mario disc golf it's all it's all slightly. Slightly urban and, uh, and a bit and mm-hmm. a bit different. You you can imagine that the the area around um, uh, the church, Lapparden Christ mm. Church, and the town hall, where there's some interesting spaces, some nice architecture. It would be it would be good to sort of see it played around there. And and, I, and also I think the main reason is is that they have
1: to find places for the lanes where they can uh, manage with the security. <laughs> Because as we talked just just now about the disc, it is almost as a lethal weapon. It comes off your hand like 100, 120 kilometers per hour. Yeah. So that's a lot of velocity. That if if it hits you in the head or somewhere, it's it's dangerous.
0: So they have to find these places where where they can kind of manage the crowd. I I'm planning to come along on Saturday and and check out the event. So. Um, hopefully, you'll have found a team or, or a, at least a partner to to play with. Yeah, let's hope. Uh, I'm thinking about um, asking
1: one of our friends. It's two to four contestants, and if I can get three guys with me, that, w- that would be the best best case scenario.
0: It's going to be a nice event, I think. Let's just hope there are, there are lots of people. Well, let's let's hope the weather turns better as well. We were supposed to record this. Outside in Turnover yeah today um, and <laughs> I, I didn 't realize how the weather was until you sent me a message <laughs> an hour or so before we were supposed to meet and it's really windy, it would have been horrible sound yeah. and we wouldn't have been able to to throw the discs um, mm. so it was it made sense to come in here and you know hopefully record something that people can bear to listen to. Mm. Um, Let's hope it's, it's better weather on Saturday and we yeah. can see you throwing the discs and maybe have a chat. For now, we should take a breath and talk again on Saturday. Yeah. So it's the morning now of Saturday the 6th of June. I'm here in the middle of Senegi and it's kind of the first warm day, not very warm, but relatively warm day this summer. Um... It's a bit windy, which might make things interesting when it comes to throwing frisbees, but at least it's not raining, and so I'm, I got here early. I've had a wander around part of the town. I've seen a few of the tracks set out. Uh, I'm going to take a few pictures and, uh, and try and show you what those will look like and also try and grab a few words with Pekka as, uh, as he's going through and, and playing. So um, let's, see, uh, let's see how the rest of the morning goes. I found you <laughs> you've just you've just done hole number one um, how did it go well we started with a plus one it was a tough tough hole there were lots of trees on front of the
1: basket but uh, all the other teams are also in plus one so even
0: even after that hole and it was a tricky a tricky hole I could barely see the basket when I was standing by the uh, by the cone at the beginning. So, just just explain how the um, what the gameplay is in this team event.
1: Well, we're playing this alternate shot with teams, which means that um, the one who opens the hole doesn't throw anymore, so that it goes. Um, all the team members play after
0: each other, and of course, the same hole. You don't want to be taking more than four shots on one hole, that would be a a particularly bad hole. (laughs) Yeah, it would. It would. And um, it was interesting just to to see as we went through the three... You've got three teams. Now, that's typical when you're recording outside that the uh, emergency services want to get involved. (coughs) We'll just wait for those to uh, go past. I was trying to say that it was noticeable that after the, the three teams teed off then everybody walked en masse yeah. including the supporters which I think at the moment is basically me with my microphone <laughs> yeah, with in my, front and, of your and my parents and my spouse oh they're here as well yeah. okay. so we're coming here to hole number 2 I'm going to switch this off I don't think we'll necessarily need to speak between every hole <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you a little bit further around. yeah thanks <laughs> we're now walking back after hole number 5 how's it going so far well, we're leading our pool, okay.
1: which consists of uh, three teams, two plus ours. Um, we're in plus three now, and I think the next team is around plus five or plus six. So that's I three
0: think. three shots above par. Yeah. After five holes, all of which are three pars. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, the weather, I mentioned it before we started talking. It's warm, it's overcast, it's quite windy. Yeah. How's that wind affecting things? Well,
1: it hasn't affected yet because there's lots of trees around these holes that we've been throwing. But let's hope that there's no any gush, gushy winds because
0: that affects a lot. There was one just now when some of the teams were playing their close-up shots, but uh, it didn't seem to affect them too much and uh, not not as much as actually having the river to cross just there on that last on that yeah. last hole. One of the teams found that quite, quite tough and uh, and lost a couple of discs. Yeah, and I guess it's a bit more expensive. Like we were saying the other day, it's a bit more expensive than losing a golf ball. Yeah, it is. It is,
1: and uh, it it didn't seem to affect them that much, though. <laughs> no, that's that's
0: true. That's true. And so now we um, there are there's three teams in your pool that you mentioned. There's ten in total. Yeah. How many times do you play? Is it just once, once around the course?
1: Uh, two, two rounds around the course. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're, have, we're gonna have a putting contest in between of the courses.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: All the teams throw 15 discs at that Carlsberg Sports Bar.
0: Right. Okay. And, then, and that's yeah. hole number nine as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's that's good. Well, maybe maybe that might be where I stop stalking you for today yeah. and let you get on and play in, in peace. We'll speak. Um, we'll speak one more time, maybe at that at that hole yeah let's do that we just finished the ninth hole now how is the score looking halfway round well not very good there's a bunch of part bar twos that
1: we've messed up so to speak but, okay. uh, but still we're leading our pool so that's what, a good what's thing what's your score at the moment I think it's somewhere near plus six, plus
0: seven, okay. something like that. Have you looked at the leaderboard yet to see no. the other teams? Okay. No, because all the teams haven't finished yet. So. well, That will tell you really yeah. how, you're, how you're actually doing. Yeah. It's quite noisy here now because we're in the car park of the uh, Casa Grande restaurant and there's uh, now going to be a putting competition. Each team having 15 putts at the basket to see see who's the best there. And then you're going to be heading out for... Another round through yeah. the town. And I think this is time where I leave you to it. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me the other day and also for putting up with me, walking around, <laughs> asking you questions and sticking the microphone in your face. No, thank you. This has been, this has been fun. It has, it has been fun for me as well. So I wish you good luck for the rest of the day and uh, I, I dare say I'll see you at the uh, Core game someday pretty soon. Yeah, I'll okay. we'll see you there. Thanks, Becca. Bye. Thank you. I've, le- I've just left uh, Pekka to do his um, putting competition, and I'm speaking to uh, Juha from Touchdown Productions, TD Productions. And I just wanted to ask you, Juha, a little bit about the the City Frisbee Golf Tour that you've, you've organized. Where, where did the idea come from?
2: Well, actually, uh, it was like one and a half years ago or something like that. Together with my uh, business partner, we created this... Uh, hockey event and it was so much fun and then of of course after all the events you go celebrate a bit and in Finland you always go have a go with all the, your friends and you know the people that help you you go to sauna and you have a couple of drinks there. I've, exper-
0: I've experienced this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
2: we were sitting there, we had a couple of drinks and then we realized we both like to play frisbee golf and then we thought of, like, hmm, would it be possible to organize it downtown? You know in in uh, various cities, and then we thought, like, let's give it a try. So last year in, um, in a small city called Kayani, we, we did this for the first time.
0: Is that your hometown? Yeah, that's yeah, my hometown, okay.
2: yeah, yeah. that's, that's the, Everybody knows Kayani before Helsinki. <laughs> <No>. Well, anyways, <laughs> cool. uh, we organized it there last summer, and it was a huge success, actually. Okay. a lot of pl- There was actually 25 teams, about 80 players. Uh, it was a wonderful day and then it started to get a lot of publicity and we thought like okay what is this we just organize it for fun and yeah because due to the fact that it was such a big success we decided let's make a tour and so this year we cover four cities this is the first one then we go to Tampere and then Kuopio and the last one is Kayani
0: it seemed from looking at your Facebook page that you've got quite a few teams joining at the last minute. I guess that's uh, always yeah. the way it goes. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was also last year. <clears throat> we were about to start and we still got a phone call. said, hey, if we come right now, yeah. can we yeah. still join in? And I was like, yeah, sure. Come on. Come <laughs> yeah, on, come and then on. the morning we were like busy making the track and you know make sure everything was ready. And then couple, one team called and they were like actually 300 K away and they us gave us a call like, can we please come get you wait a bit and it was like just <laughs> come whenever you can we make sure that you can you, participate as well yeah
0: it, it's it, i think it's been fantastic i, I obviously I was following uh, pekka walking around and he was explaining a little bit about you know the uh, arrangements for the competition and and things like that but it, it looks to me like it's been really well organized and you know there's been small groups following around each each of the pools and uh, and that so i hope that you know Next next week you're in Tampere, it's a bigger city,
2: probably more teams oh, yeah. signed yeah. up. We're probably gonna get close to fifty teams in Tampere. I think really that's okay. the limit what we can take. So um, at the moment we have thirty five, I think. Okay. And then the last week is always the busiest, so we might get, you know, fifty teams, well that's what we hope. It's gonna be we have to hope well, event like this weather play such a huge part so we have to hope that it stays like this because today it's kind of a perfect it's a bit windy it's but like it's, it's tricky it's yeah, tricky for the true. players so that's i can well I, we kind of like it you know that it's not too easy yeah. and like, as you saw one team almost lost all their discs
0: <laughs> it nearly did all in all in the river yeah i, I, I noticed that um i i was a little bit I've played frisbee golf a few times, so I thought, I can't enter a competition because it would just be embarrassing. But actually, I reckon next year, I'm up for it. And I'll I'll try and get a team together, and I'll get Pekka to give me a little bit of coaching on how to do this thing properly.
2: Well, hell yeah. You should, you should join in. I will, it's my treat for sure. I invite you to come Yeah, and no, I hope w- you will come.
0: That, that will be good. This, this podcast is going to go out sometime in the autumn of uh, 2015. I'm recording it through the summer. Um, so by the time it comes out, I guess we'll already be looking forward to the next summer and I'll make sure that it goes in the in the calendar. Awesome. Yes. I like that. Great. That's so nice to hear. Thanks, thanks for organising it. It's, good. it's always good, I think, when these things come to Seine because it means I don't have to travel so far to, <laughs> to attend them. Um, and I, I wish you good luck for the, for the rest of the events through the summer, and uh, hopefully we'll see you, I'll see you next year. You will do that. Thank you so okay. much. Thanks a lot. And that's the final time you'll hear that sound effect, I guess, for, uh, for a while. Um, big thanks to Pekka Hautala for giving me his time, letting me tag along while he played on the competition. And also to Juha Juntunen from TD Productions for taking a few minutes out of his busy day uh, to uh, explain a little bit about the competition to me. So remember, if you want to send me any suggestions for future episodes, then you can contact me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and also on Google+. Remember also to head over to the iTunes or the Stitcher Radio app and to like, to review and to rate the show. All of those things will help me to uh, reach out to a bigger audience. And also remember you can follow my website at the com. If you don't want to follow me on social media, you can sign up there so that every time I publish a new episode, you'll get the show notes and you'll be advised that the The new episode is available, so plenty of ways to keep in touch. Until next time, thank you very much for listening. I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.